take us by surprise. And that's because God has always got something fresh for us. And so this morning, uh, I think we can be looking for something fresh. This may get a bit messy as, as I preach. When, uh, when Peter and the other disciples were praying at Pentecost, suddenly the Holy Spirit comes and uh, it looks as though they're drunk to people who are looking on. It, the, the Holy Spirit kind of messes up their meeting in a wonderful way. And they're praising God and, uh, uh, and speaking out in all sorts of different languages. And the same thing happens later on in Caesarea with Peter at uh, the house of Cornelius uh, is speaking about uh, Jesus and about salvation, about the gospel. Suddenly the Holy Spirit comes and the room's a mess. Everybody's, everybody's speaking out in different tongues. So that sense of God catching us up in his purposes, taking us unawares, uh, we might just sort of expect that, but we don't know what it'll look like or how it'll feel. And that's a wonderful image. And then there was that, uh, that picture of uh, smoke uh, and uh, uh, that, that picture that Tim and Archie uh, together brought to us of, uh, of smelling of smoke. And uh, as Paul uh, has, has already mentioned, I want to talk about our prayers being incense before God in golden bowls before God. And... Um, so uh, we've already had some, some, some prompts and then uh, Ed uh, and, and the band have led us wonderfully in worship, seeking uh, God, uh, seeking the Holy Spirit to, to come and meet with us uh, as, as we're meeting this morning. And we've already had a sense of that, I know I have, and I'm sure others too in the room have. So uh, as we... Uh, uh, as we just open the word a little bit, uh, there's already a sense that God is here. He wants to do things amongst us, wants to, wants to stir us, wants to refresh us. And here we are halfway through our, our month of prayer and, uh, well, drawing towards the end of it, another week or so to go. And uh, you may feel, uh, I'm done praying. <laughs> I've, I've prayed a lot this month already and uh, I've said everything I wanted to pray. And, um, but there are some great prompts every morning uh, during the week. We, we got a little video coming out our, our link, as a link in an email uh, to pray about different aspects of the life of kings, of, of the church more widely, uh, our community, uh, the work of relational mission, the, the family of churches that we belong to. So there's, there's some wonderful fresh material coming every day. But then, of course, uh, we, we might, might feel, oh, I'm, I, I, I still don't know what to pray. But God helps us. And we've already had a sense of this this morning as, as we were worshipping God coming to help us. And uh, we see that the people of God need his help. Uh, if we think we've got it all sorted, we can manage, we've, we've buttoned down how to do a service on Sunday, how to do life groups. We're all sorted, thanks very much. We'll just carry on like this uh, for the rest of our lives. That's not what God has for us. Uh, he, he, wants, he wants to stir us up. He's got fresh things for us. And uh, we, we'll run out of gas if we're not looking to God for help and support and power and inspiration. Uh, we'll, we'll dry up. And uh, we are not without help. The Bible says the Holy Spirit is promised to us uh, as a helper. And uh, we'll, we'll have a little look at this. So uh, a couple of uh, passages of Scripture from uh, John's Gospel to begin with. First... John 7, verses 37 to 39. And this is the Feast of Tabernacles. Uh, Jesus 
stands up. He speaks on the last day of the festival. He stood up and said in a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. And by this he meant the spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the Holy Spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. And we see later on in the book of Acts that the Holy Spirit comes when Jesus has ascended into heaven. And so this promise is a promise that Jesus makes to his disciples and to all of us that the Holy Spirit will come and will help us. And it'll be like rivers of living water. And we'll look at that in a moment. And then secondly, John chapter 16. Uh, Jesus doesn't make this promise just once. He kind of reiterates it. So it's, it's an important promise that we can rely upon uh, and we can put our trust in what he says. He says, John chapter 16, verse 7. Very truly I tell you, it's for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the, the advocate, in Greek it's the, the paraclete, the one who comes alongside us and strengthens us, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment, about sin because people do not believe in me, and about righteousness because I'm going to the Father, where you'll see me no longer, but about judgment because the prince of this world now stands condemned. I've got much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he comes, the Holy Spirit, when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He won't speak on his own. He'll only speak what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it's from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. So there's this wonderful sense in, in this gospel passage of Jesus saying he's receiving from his Father. And elsewhere in the book of John, he says, I, I only say what I hear my father saying. I only do what I see my father doing. So he's, he's, he's very careful to be obedient to God and to reflect God, his father, in the world. He says to Philip, if you've seen me, you've seen the father because I'm like him. I, I behave in the same way. And here he's saying, I will, I will tell the Holy Spirit what to say. What I've received from my father, I will pass on to the spirit. Not just so that the spirit and the father and me are all on the same page, but so that the Holy Spirit can make this known to, to you, the church. So there's this wonderful promise that we're, we're getting from God that the Holy Spirit will come and uh, give us God's purposes, his direction, his words, uh, and, and will refresh us. Let's just pray for a moment. Father, we, we so need your Holy Spirit and... We so enjoy it when your Holy Spirit comes and meets with us. And I want to pray, Father, as we, as we look at uh, a couple of images of your Holy Spirit's work amongst us, that you would come in power, that you would be touching this one and that one, filling us with your Holy Spirit afresh. Lord, that as we return afterwards to worship, that there'll be a fresh sense of your empowering presence with us because we need you. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Well, the first image I want to look at is, is one of water. You remember in that first passage from John's Gospel, he promises rivers of living water will flow within you. That might feel a bit uncomfortable, you know. <laughs> what's, what's going on here? Rivers of living water, I, I don't know. 
Uh, and the point is that, that Jesus is saying there's going to be refreshment, that there's going to be cleansing, there's going to be evidence. You're going to feel this uh, presence of God in you. And he's referencing, as he speaks of this, he's, he's, he's speaking uh, about the Holy Spirit. But right back in, uh, in, the, in the early scripture, in Exodus, there's this wonderful picture of the people of God. They've escaped from Israel. Uh, they're in the desert. And, and suddenly, they've run out of water. And they're in trouble because there are perhaps two million people there and all their animals, and there's nothing to drink. And they start moaning. And say, oh, where's the water? And he brought us into the desert. And this is the story. The whole Israelite community set out from the desert of Sin, traveling from place to place as the Lord commanded. They camped at Rephidim, but there was no water for the people to drink. So they quarreled with Moses and said, give us water to drink. Moses replied, why are you quarreling with me? They, remember, they've been following uh, the, the, the clouds uh, by day and the pillar of fire by night. So it's not Moses' fault that they are where they are. This is, God's led them there. Moses says, why do you quarrel with me? Why do you put the Lord to the test? people were thirsty so they grumbled against Moses why did you bring us out of Egypt to make us and our children and our livestock die of thirst Moses cries out to the Lord what am I to do with these people they're almost ready to stone me so the Lord answered Moses go out in front of the people take with you some of the elders of Israel take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile and go and I will stand there before you by the rock at Horeb strike the rock and water will come out of it for people to drink. So Moses does this. He's obedient. He goes and, and takes his staff. He strikes the rock. He did it in the sight of the elders of Israel. And he called the place Massah and Meribah because the Israelites quarreled and because they tested the Lord saying, is the Lord among us or not? They've got this <laughs> pillar of cloud. <laughs> is the Lord here? <laughs> I don't know. We're thirsty. Folks, we're thirsty sometimes, and we can ask, and there will be rivers of living water for us. The Israelites only just started on their journey, and they're in this desert place. And there's enough water for all these millions of people and their animals to drink. God's not grudging. He's not just going to give us there's a, little, there's a little glass for you, that'll make do till next week. There's rivers of living water. And there's, there's lots of this imagery in the scripture. Uh, and it's a picture of the Holy Spirit working with us. And that's the picture that Jesus is picking up in John chapter 7. God answers us when we're thirsty. When we cry out to him, Lord, Lord, I'm dry. I'm dry. I don't know what to pray. Come and help me. And the Holy Spirit comes and refreshes us and gives us that wonderful sense of uh, of, of thirst being quenched and of being able to speak back prayers to God so that's the water that's one image of the work of the Holy Spirit the second is, is to do with wind or breath it's three W's uh, so uh, it's water and wind and then the word and so the wind is, is uh, it's like the, the breath of God so I'm just so grateful to, to Max bringing that picture. <laughs> Not just of a, you know, it's a little, but, but it's a whirlwind. It's, <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's messy, it's powerful, it's strong, it, it, it changes things. It's not just, oh, it's a nice breeze, you know, I feel a little bit cooler, that's nice. 
It's, a, it's, it's powerful, it's urgent. But what took me to this was, was this lovely picture in Revelation, not, not of wind particularly, but of uh, the prayers of the saints. And in Revelation 5, uh, starting in verse 6, it says this. I'm going to read uh, the, the whole of this little passage because it's just a wonderful picture. Uh, and I'm grateful to Reuben too. He's, he's gone out now, I think. But grateful to him because he, he said, heaven's real. You know what? We don't see it, uh, but we occasionally we get a picture of it. And here in the book of Revelation, uh, John has had this wonderful revelation. And he said, then I saw a lamb looking as though it had been slain, standing at the center of the throne, encircled by the four living creatures and the elders. The lamb had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. He went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he'd taken it, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp and they were holding golden bowls full of incense which are the prayers of God's people. And they sang a new song, saying, you're worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain and with your blood you purchased for God persons from every tribe and people and language and nation. You've made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God and they will reign on the earth. And I looked and heard the voice of many angels, thousands upon thousands and 10,000 times 10,000, a lot, they circled the throne and the living creatures and the elders and in a loud voice they were saying worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise almost running out of words then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them saying to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever and the four living creatures said amen and the elders fell down and worshipped now there's this glorious picture of worship and noise and beauty and majesty and just glory being given to God and right at the heart of that there are these elders holding golden, golden bowls full of our prayers now uh, sometimes I go along to an Anglican service as part, part of my work, uh, not because I don't like City West, but just I go <laughs> sometimes during, during the week. And I went a few weeks ago to the licensing of a, a friend of mine who's, who's a vicar in Mayfair in London. And uh, it's quite high church and, you know, bells and smells. And the room was full of incense. And I brought some incense with me this morning. And uh, I'm not going to light it up because um, we might set the fire alarm off if there is one. I, don't, I, I thought it would be nice to do, but uh, the school would know we'd done this. <laughs> so uh, what you do with it is, is you put a bit of charcoal in, the, in, in, a, in a little incense burner and um, uh, you, you put a little bit of incense, just, just a few crumbs of this. Uh, I'll, I'll pass it around, you can have a look at it. It doesn't smell of anything uh, at the moment, but when it's heated... Uh, by the charcoal it releases uh, a wonderful scent and um, so this, this church was full, it's also smoky uh, so I'm grateful to Tim and to Archie for that, that image of smoke uh, you know sort of being on our clothes, you know if you have a bonfire I have an allotment and 
you know, if you have a bonfire, you, 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 <laughs> you, you're, you're covered with the smell of wood smoke, aren't you? You have to go home and, and kind of wash it off. So, uh, but, but with this incense, it's a nice smell. And um, I looked up incense on, uh, online, and uh, there are all sorts of different, um, different types and different names. You can get uh, uh, rose or devotion or Ave Maria. You can get three kings or majesty, promised land, perpetual help. You can even get pontifical. You know, if you, if, I suppose the Pope uses that. Perhaps it's a special brand you have to be Pope to, to use. But our prayers come up before God like this, like incense. And if he didn't, if he didn't like it, it wouldn't be there. It wouldn't be part of that picture. Now, I don't know about you, but smell is a very powerful trigger for memory for me. And I guess we're all the same. You know, smell can take us right back to, you know, something that happened 50 years ago. Well, not so long for most of you, but, you know, um, it can take me back to school. You know, that, that smell of the, the, the kind of polish they used in, 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 in the form room or, um, you know, smell is it's very powerful. And as this wonderful smell of the incense comes up before us, before God, he knows who it's come from. He says, that's Stuart, I can smell him. <laughs> He's praying again. That's Joe, that's Simeon. They're praying. And there's something, there's something about that, that all these different types of incense have slightly different blends and different smells. What's in them is, is myrrh and frankincense, interestingly, uh, and some other things as well. Um, depending on the on the blend, but uh, the other thing about the incense is it doesn't it doesn't smell at all. I don't know if you you can open open the, the little uh, thing. Um, don't tip it out all over on the floor. But it 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 doesn't smell until you heat it, and so our our prayers are somehow releasing the scent before God of of of, of our prayers. We're we're, we're we're adding some heat by praying. And something wonderful's happening which takes our prayers into the place of this unimaginable beauty and glory and splendor. And our prayers are right there at the heart of what's going on. And God's breathing that incense in. It's not just in the room and he's ignoring it. He's breathing it in. And then he speaks out in response to our prayers. And so this is, it's hugely intimate. Our prayers are kind of being breathed in wonderfully by God and then breathed out again. And we hear him and he prompts us how to pray. And then he breathes in the prayers and then he speaks out an answer to us. It's, it's a wonderfully, wonderfully intimate image. And the Holy Spirit uh, is described uh, in, in the Greek in the same word as breath, the 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 pneuma, hagios, pneuma, the, the Holy Spirit. And this breath of God is coming to us and inspiring our prayers and somehow taking them to heaven. And they're, they're before God in this unimaginable splendor of holiness. So the Holy Spirit is helping in this. Now, if all this talk of uh, wind and water is, you know, you feel that's a bit airy-fairy, you know, just not doing anything for me, you know, can't even smell the incense, there's nothing there. And 
let's think then about the third W, the Word of God, because that helps us too, and the Holy Spirit helps us with this. And the Word of God uh, gives us wonderfully a revelation of who God is. If we didn't have the Bible, just imagine, we wouldn't know, would we? We would just think, well, we'll worship a tree, or uh, you know, we'll worship the sun or the stars or something. But the Bible, God's Word, gives us a revelation of his character, his purposes, his plans for us. Uh, Our destiny is revealed in the scripture, but but above all, there's a sense of who God is in the scripture, which we just wouldn't know if we didn't have the word of God, if we hadn't got this written down for us. So we've got this specific revelation of God. We see his purposes, we see his his, uh, character, we see uh, the things that are important to him, the things that he wants, We also see things he doesn't want. So we have this wonderful revelation in the scripture. If we didn't have it, we wouldn't know. And it gives us a comprehensive picture of who God is. So when we're praying, the Lord's Prayer, which is here in the scripture, encourages us to start with, hallowed be your name. There's worship at the start. We, We can think about the names of God, God the provider, God our righteousness, the God who's present with us, the God who sees me, uh, the God, my God who heals me, all these names of God that are revealed to us in the scripture. Uh, and then we pray, your kingdom come, your will be done. And uh, we're to pray for God's purposes. And how do we know what those are, except that the Holy Spirit comes and gives us a sense of those things. A sense this morning of God's purpose being for us to worship him wonderfully also to share the gospel even in the, in the notices we're having a hip class we're doing some renewal yeah yeah we do these things you know God's purposes are in these things and yeah, he, he, want, he wants to reach out and see people saved but we're, we're the body of Christ we're the, the ones doing the reaching out we're the ones sharing the gospel and then it's God's work to bring about salvation so as we're praying we're praying God's purposes and as we speak about these things, uh, we can recognize that his purposes are laid out for us in Scripture. And when we run out of things to pray, as we may do uh, towards the end of a, a busy month of prayer, the Holy Spirit helps us. So in Romans uh, chapter 8, it says in verses 26 and 27, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We don't know what we ought to pray for. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. Now, you remember last week, uh, John and Nikki were here, and they were speaking about this work of intercession, interceding, uh, meaning hitting the target with some very purposeful prayers. And the Holy Spirit helps us with that, uh, helps us to pray, but he's also praying for us. There's another picture in Hebrews of Jesus ever living to intercede for us. So... God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, they're they're interceding for us, but they're also helping us uh, to know how to intercede ourselves. He says uh, he's interceding for us through wordless groans. Now, the the commentators are a bit undecided, really, about what this means. Does it mean just groaning or speaking in tongues? Or, uh, you know, what is it? Well, it doesn't really matter. Don't get caught up with that. God's interceding for me. That's good. I know that. <laughs> and I'm, I'm happy to know that God's interceding for me. I don't mind if he's speaking out words that I can understand or not. If God's interceding for me, I'm, I'm, I'll take that. Thank you. 
and he's interceding for us as his people. And it says, he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So if I don't know what God's purposes are, I can say, Holy Spirit, please intercede for me. Would you help me by praying for me before God? You know his purposes. You know what he wants. And that's happening. Even as we speak now, God's Holy Spirit is interceding for us, praying for us to do well. And there's a sense of real intimacy in this too, isn't there? That, you know, somehow we, we get a sense, uh, Tim and Archie had that sense of um, you know, that, that smell of smoke on us, uh, the smell of incense, if you like. Um, Max had that sense of God saying something about a whirlwind. Reuben had that, that word about, you know what, um, heaven's real. Just, just that need to share that with us because that's what God had prompted him. God speaks to us and maybe you say well I'm jolly glad he speaks to these other folks but I don't, I don't have that sense very often well ask him it's apparent that he wants to speak to us and so just ask him and say Father I would love to hear from you in this way just give me a conviction that I've heard from you about something this week and that comes through the Holy Spirit so the early church disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit at Pentecost we see pictures elsewhere I mentioned that picture in the household of Cornelius, Acts chapter 10, that is, verses 44 to 46. While Peter was still speaking these words, he's telling them the gospel, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles, for they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. So it's a bit messy, but there are some beautiful pictures of the work of the Holy Spirit amongst us refreshing us, rivers of living water, powerful streams, the breath of God, sometimes very gentle, but sometimes a whirlwind, stirring us, shaking us up, but bringing change, bringing God's purposes about, speaking powerfully to us. And he doesn't speak to Elijah in the whirlwind, it's just in the still, small voice afterwards sometimes that God speaks. But you know what? He speaks. That's the important thing. That's the wonderful blessing. If we really don't know, just read the scripture and pray it back to God. And as we do that, we'll see wonderful things happening. Perhaps the bands could come up. And we'll, we'll, we'll return to worship again. Just so helpful this morning, uh, Ed and uh, uh, Julia and Ben. Thank you. Uh, just, just leading us in worship, just helping us into that place of intimacy with God. Uh, just where we're lost somehow because we're captivated by him. That's the work of the Holy Spirit amongst us. And as we, as we speak out in worship and prayer, that's the Holy Spirit helping us to respond to God, to respond to uh, his revelation, to respond to the gospel, the wonderful work of Jesus. So let's be expecting the Holy Spirit to help us. Let's, let's come in faith. If we're dry, if we don't know what to pray, Say, so God, please would you help me? Holy Spirit, help me this way. I know you're interceding there before the throne for me. Can you share a little bit of that with me so that I know how to pray? Help me this morning. Help us this morning. Let's just pray. Father, we, we're so grateful. We're so grateful. You don't just leave us dry and empty. 
Jesus just didn't return to heaven and, and say, right, get on with it. His Holy Spirit comes wonderfully. And even this morning, Lord, I pray your Holy Spirit will come, fill us afresh, give us that sense of what to pray, when to pray, how to pray. Lord, we, we so need you and your promises, you'll provide the help we need like rivers of living water. And as our prayers go up, Lord, we know they come before you like incense. A beautiful, fragrant smell that identifies us in the midst of all that majesty and worship and glory in heaven. You can say, I'm familiar with that smell. That's my beloved. I inhale that prayer. I receive it. Father, thank you. Thank you that you you appropriate our prayers in such an intimate, beautiful way and then speak out answers. Oh, thank you, Father. Would you help us this coming week to be a people full of your Holy Spirit who pray in accordance with your Spirit's direction. We just have that sense of knowing our prayers are heard and received and answers are coming. Oh, Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Thank you.